2: So today's show is all about the lies of trusting. Uh, It is one of the most discussed topics in my classes because really what this reality tells us is trust is something we have in others. We put our trust in others other people and then if they break that trust if they do something that uh, we decided they shouldn't do then they've broke our trust and really what what is really going to create more on the planet is if you're willing to trust you not it's not about trusting anybody else it's about trusting you and always knowing that you have your own back so it's not about getting into a relationship Say marrying somebody you trust—it's about trusting you. So trusting that you would take care of you, no matter what. So if that person chose, let's say, uh, sleeping with somebody outside of the marriage was a deal breaker for you, and you were willing to be aware that that's what they chose, then you would trust you to take care of you in that situation, and the and the marriage or whatever it might be, whatever would be that worked for you. But most times we distract ourselves with, well, that person did wrong. You know, we put our trust in somebody and then we blame and all of that crazy when they choose something that doesn't work for us. And we actually, when we have the points of view that that we trust them and that they shouldn't do certain things, that's when we put our blinders on. So we actually shut our awareness off. And that's why a lot of times people don't find out for a long time <laughs> that somebody is doing something that doesn't ultimately work for them in that relationship. So it's really looking at, are you willing to trust you? Yeah, so everything that is, we a store and create it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. And it really is that. Like, if you're willing to trust you in every situation, if you're willing to always know you have your back, no matter what's going on, then you can actually be aware of everything. You won't need to shut your awareness off. Like, let's say you were going to get on an airplane and you really felt icky and heavy about it and it was really... Uh, your awareness and all the you know bells and whistles were going off to not get on that airplane. Are you willing to trust you enough to say no, even if it causes you know havoc? Even if uh, they don't fly the plane because you won't get on, and now they have to take your luggage off and all of that. Like, are you willing to trust you enough to do that? And that's to me where you really want to be aware of. Where aren't you willing to trust you? Where are you overriding your awareness for somebody else's? And unfortunately, we're taught to do it right from being babies, right? We're taught that the teacher knows best. We're taught that our parents know best. We're taught that the police know best. We're taught that all of these crazy things, and we're not taught to trust us. Most of us don't even know how to trust us. And when we that's why it's often a talk, topic in classes, because people don't actually know how to trust them. And this week's show is actually a big thanks to Miss Sue in Ireland. A big wave and hug to you, my friend. Uh, I had just posted in the Awesomepreneur group what show somebody would like this week. And, and Sue responded with... Um, Basically, including her body and choosing, and when I was looking at it a little bit further, it was like you know there was a, there was a bit bigger topic here. Uh, so so we'll definitely get to that specific Sue, uh, but also just really looking at how much when we're not willing to trust us, do we then distract ourselves with everything? Distract ourselves with what isn't you know, might go wrong or can't happen or who said what or whatever crazy it might be. I'm just going to read her. uh, So she says, um, so I just said, what would you like me to talk about? And she says, choosing, including your body. And then I just asked her for a little bit more. She says, I'm choosing a new car. And of course my body has delivered a picture and I keep looking at things like mileage, engine type, more economical, blah, blah, <laughs> rather than trusting the beautiful, fun picture. And she says she's asked, you know, what her life would be like if she chose it, etc. And so her awareness is that car. Her body is that car. Everything is that car. And even if you... You know you can't see it, but I just read it to you. And she says, rather than trusting the beautiful, fun picture, actually, it's rather than trusting you, Sue. So it's like you're distracting yourself with all of these little things and pieces and uh, this reality, basically, instead of trusting what you know. Now. You guys know, if you've listened to my show before, you know that my question would be to Sue. And I want you to look in your life too. Is there a place where where you're doing this? Is there something that you're not trusting you on and you're distracting yourself with with a bunch of other stuff that's totally irrelevant? What you can ask yourself is what is the value? Like what are you getting out of? So in this case, Sue, what are you getting out of distracting yourself with all of those other things like mileage and engine type, etc. What's that doing for you? Whew. Everything that is, we destroyed and created all times the Godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, potpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And a lot of times it's just to get validation of our choice, like to validate our awareness, to create. A situation where something outside of us is telling us it's okay. Yeah, so everywhere that you're creating distraction to find something externally to tell you that it's okay, well you destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. And I know for myself, I spent years studying metaphysics. And what I did in those years was that I put my trust outside of me. I put my trust in angels and guides and creator and, you know, all of those energies, dead people, (laughs) you know, all of those energies. And that's certainly one choice, (laughs) but it's not one that created more for me. Because then what I ended up having to do, or not ended up, what I chose then to do by putting my trust in externally was then I always had to go externally to choose. And, and then in the last five years of studying access, what I've now learned to do is to trust me, to ask questions of my awareness. Yeah. So what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about never trusting you that keeps you distracted from choosing and creating beyond what you've never imagined possible? Everything that is, we destroy and created at all times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And these tools and processes are from Access Consciousness, and that uh, funny little phrase that I just said is the Access Consciousness Clearing phrase. So you can go to theclearingstatement.com for more information on how that works. It's a brilliant, brilliant, magical tool. Um that yeah if you just check out the web page you'll find out so much more information about it so basically when when you're looking at something and the, I, my two favorite questions that I talk about all the time you know truth if I choose this what will the planet be like in five years truth if I don't choose this what will the planet be like in five years and you're not asking that to actually ha- like know what what will be going on on the planet in five years. You're actually just looking, does it feel yummy? Does it feel contractive? Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Do you know that it'll create more? Do you know it'll create less? You're just looking for that information because that will give you the information that you require then to choose what will create more, to choose the light. And it's such an interesting... It's such an interesting way to be on the planet because we're not taught that, right? We're taught to do exactly what Sue's doing. Check out the mileage, check out the engine, make sure it's economical. You know, that's this reality. And yet if we say somebody says, well, how did you choose that car? Oh, it was light. (laughs) That's when people start looking at you like you've got three heads and... That is where we use the access consciousness phrase, just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone. So then you could say to somebody, oh, you know what? That was the most economical car in in that size range that I could find. So you actually tell them what they can hear as opposed to, well, it was light. Because I don't know about you, but I don't have billions of people in my life who can hear it was light or could get the energy of buying something or choosing something based on what it would create in five years which is really interesting right so what inspiration could we be on the planet by choosing based on our awareness yeah anything that doesn't allow that We destroy and uncreate it all right wrong good battle 9 pot, pot, shorts boys and beyond. And so when we're we're willing to ask the question, we're willing to follow the awareness, what we're doing is we're actually trusting us. We're trusting our awareness. And the other thing with it is choice is what creates awareness. So something like that, like a, a car buy, or actually anything... Know that you can choose again. Like if you don't like that car next week, guess what? You can choose again. You could sell it. Yeah, you might not get the money that you paid for it, but who cares? Like you get to choose again and you get to choose again and you get to choose again. And this is often where people won't trust them because they've decided they need the right choice, the best choice, the perfect choice, as though there is one. (laughs) So everything that is, everywhere you're looking to make the right choice, the best choice, the perfect choice, will you destroy and create it all, return to sender with consciousness? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, potpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because there really isn't one. There really, really isn't one. It's about making the choice in this 10 seconds that will create the most. And... I've made choices where I lied to myself that it was light to make the choice and then was reminded (laughs) once I made the choice uh, that it wasn't actually light. And what I looked at from, you know, what I've started to look at, not all the time, believe me, but what I've started to look at with those choices is, What if instead of judging myself, like, oh, man, I knew better. Oh, why do I always do this? You know, the the usual. It's like, wow. Okay, so I wonder what it's going to take next time to be willing to be more aware of the no energy. Because there's things that we've decided that we should have or we need to have or that it's the right thing to have. And then when we ask a question, we actually ask Based on those points of view. And so when we ask a question with points of view, you can always manipulate your awareness. So it's about being willing not to have any points of view, like really no points of view whatsoever, so that you can ask and it doesn't matter to you if it's, um, you know, flying first class or flying economy. Like you don't have a point of view. And I remember, oh, it's probably two years ago now. And I, I probably, you know, I probably was aware of it, even though I would have probably told you at the time I wasn't. Uh, but what occurred was I couldn't get a flight. Normally, what I used to do in the past uh, was I would, I would book an economy flight. And then when I could check in 24 hours ahead of time is when I would, when I would check in and uh, upgrade my flight. And so this case, I wasn't actually able to. I checked in 24 hours before, but I could not upgrade. I could see that there were seats available and I couldn't upgrade. And I got myself in such a tizzy about it. I I was in London. I messaged my travel agent to see what she could do. She phoned the airline. Uh, The the airline um, person that she talked to was so confused because she couldn't do it either. And there was no explanation. Um, And and so with each kind of hurdle, I became so aware that that was my awareness saying, just fly economy. Like, (laughs) but I had so many crazy points of view about flying economy that I was totally pushing and forcing and doing everything that I could to get to uh, first class. And none of those things worked. (laughs) So I, and I I talked to friends and it was so funny. So I started just clearing my points of view about flying economy and cleared and cleared and cleared because believe me, there were many and it was an eight hour flight. Um, and so I, uh, I got there and got on the plane and I started just asking, you know, what, what would it take for this to be more fun, phenomenal and rewarding than I never imagined possible. And I just asking that over and over and over and over. Well, it was probably one of the funnest flights I have been on. The the one guy across the aisle from me, him and I chatted and and kind of got to know each other. And then the the hostess, she was an absolute hoot. And and I was at the very front of economy. And so uh, when she was sitting for takeoff, her her chair was right in front of me so then the three of us really had a good time together and had a lot of fun and it was and then she you know started bringing us all this uh, stuff from first class and it was just really really cool and I was you know when I look at it now it was all of that energy of those points of view about riding in the back of the plane that was overriding my awareness so if you don't have a point of view, you know, if you can ride at the back or you can ride at the front and neither makes a difference to you, you know that you get to choose ease, joy, and glory no matter where you sit on a plane, then what could you actually choose? And it goes back to trust. And, and there, there was no trust in me at that time. My conclusion was I'd only be happy at the front of the plane. And interesting choice. And it was really cool how, you know, the universe conspired to show me how many points of view that I had to clear them to end up, you know, changing it so that I actually really enjoyed economy and and had a lot of fun. So where are you overriding your awareness? And then... I was going to say suffering, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so where are you overriding your awareness and suffering the consequences? Everything that is, we destroyed and created all, return to center with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, shorts, boys and beyonds. All right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back.
3: Close your eyes. That's www.glenice.net. G L E N Y C E.net.
4: Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes?
1: You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenys Hughes. To find out more about Glenys and our program, please visit www.glenys.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the
2: Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So, we are talking all about trusting you. <laughs> and really, you know, the question of what's the value of not, you really want to look at that. If if trusting you is something that you struggle with, what is the value? What does it do for you when you don't trust you? <laughs> wow, everything that is, we destroy and create at all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, put, up shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, we talked about it possibly being a distraction and, and that is what it is for many and not necessarily all the time like each time you're not trusting you ask that question because it's not always going to be the same energy behind it that can be one of the things um, and there's so much that we distract ourselves with like one of the questions I ask myself a lot is truth am I distracting myself with this? yeah yeah <laughs> Because sometimes it's just the acknowledgement that that's what I'm doing, that that, then I can change and choose something different. But like any time that you are thinking about or talking about anything that isn't something that's creating more, you're distracting yourself. And uh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much I want to say about it. Um, there was a, a gal on on Facebook the other day, and she had posted something that was something that she didn't agree with, and so she just posted it, and and then a whole bunch of people aligned and agreed with her underneath it. Now I didn't read the original post, but she eventually tagged me in it and just said, you know, I'd really like to change this. I've tried all of these things and it's not changing. And what I said to her, I don't remember the exact words, but kind of when I looked at the, what she had posted and then other people's posts, it was like she wasn't in the question of what it would take to change it. She was focused on what was wrong. And and that's what this reality does. We look at what's wrong, we talk about what's wrong. Everybody aligns and agrees with what's wrong. And all that does is adds more energy to wrong. (laughs) You know, like instead of and and what I suggested to her is, what about being the question of what's it going to take to change this? Because there's no, there's no doubt in probably most sane adult brains, that the situation she was talking about wasn't creating more on the planet. Like there wasn't a question of, you know, did she, did she have a wrong point of view? It wasn't that at all. It was like, yeah, pretty much everybody in the world would agree that what was going on wasn't creating more. And then everybody added to not creating more by talking about it and by, you know, staying in the wrongness of it. And so my invitation to her was, what if you be the question of what can I be to change this? Because what if that's what it's required? Like, it's not that you won't have the awareness that there's things in your life or things in the planet that aren't creating more. Believe me, you're going to have that awareness. You want to have that awareness. What you don't want to do is go into the distraction of it's wrong, it's bad, it's wrong, it's bad, it's wrong, it's bad. <laughs> what What is going to create more is going, okay, this doesn't work. What can I be and do different to change it? Now you may not have an awareness like in her thing, it was something that was going on at a school. So she may not be able to walk into that classroom and change it in that moment. And if she's willing to stay in the question and same for all of us, if we're willing to stay in the question of what it's going to take to change something, guess what? That magic will occur because the universe is always responding to your questions. Now, all of those posts, the universe was responding to more crazy in schools. (laughs) The universe was showing each one of the people who were aligning and agreeing with it more crazy in schools. So it's like really looking at that for yourself is where are you distracting yourself with what isn't working? And you actually could be asking, what is it going to take to change this? Yeah. So what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about distraction that keeps you from creating beyond your wildest dreams? Everything that is. We destroyed and created all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, putt shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. And it's really that distraction piece is a huge piece, guys, like huge. And In, I think, either February or March, I did a whole show about unfucking yourself from distraction. Uh, I've I've done a few different shows. If you haven't been to a foundation class or you haven't been to one lately, get your butt to a foundation class. We talk a lot about distraction in there. And it's really getting so clear on, is this, you know, what I'm thinking about or talking about, is it creating more? Because... A lot of times it's not, and and we're not even necessarily aware that it's not. So you want to be aware of that. Ask yourself, am I distracting myself here? What question could I be here that could change this? (laughs) What can I be and do different today to change this right away? So that's another, you know, kind of the, the trusting you is when you're not, you stay in the victim and you stay in the distraction. Yeah, everything that is, we destroyed and created all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, putt, shorts, boys, meons. And, and the other thing with, with trusting of you, you know, when you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with a choice, like you're really, really driving yourself crazy. I know for myself, now this might be different for you or might be different for you in different situations, but for the most part, when I'm doing that, it's because there's an awareness I'm not willing to have. And so sometimes it's light, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes, you know, it just, it gets really um, confusing. So what you want to ask in those situations is what awareness am I refusing here that if I didn't refuse it would change this dynamically? Because then what you do is, you'll, you maybe not even have the awareness cognitively, but energetically you will. You'll also acknowledge <laughs> that you're refusing some awareness, you know, and I know for myself, uh, if I i haven't actually, I don't think I've done it for quite some time, but um, I, and it's not wrong if you do do it by any means, but uh, a lot of times when I ask externally so maybe I will ask my friends you know so truth what will create more a or b a lot of times when I'm asking that it's because I'm I have the awareness of what will create more but I don't like it (laughs) so you know this is the this is the phrase uh you know at least I'm cute it's not very bright to override your awareness but that's often for me might be totally different for you please don't take that if you've ever asked an a or b question that you are wrong or that you know better or anything that's not what i'm saying i just know for myself when i go to that spot when i really am distracting myself with a choice it's usually because there's something that i'm not willing to be aware of so yeah, everywhere that you haven't been willing to be aware of everything. We destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, nine putt, shorts, boys and beyonds. And what stupidity are you using to create the dominating, overriding unconsciousness as greater and more valuable than the trust in you you are choosing? Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good battle, nine, padpak shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. And how much of your life have you been dominated by other people's unconsciousness and anti-consciousness? Everything that is we destroyed and created all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good battle, nine, padpak shorts, boys, and beyonds. That's when they tell us that we have to wear a seatbelt. Right? All of those rules and laws that are designed to shut off our awareness. Because how many times have you heard a story of somebody wasn't wearing their seatbelt and they lived in a car accident where they would have died if they would have have been wearing it? Like, you know, it's really looking at the trust in you. And I had a situation, I talked about this uh, earlier, but I had a situation where I started to feel really icky about um, getting on an airplane. And I'd, I'd already like, I don't know what that's called, but when you're like, they, they scan your ticket and you're walking down the little walkway to get on the airplane, like that's really when it started to get loud. And I was like, oh my goodness, am I really going to like not get on the airplane at this point? Like, you know, would I cause that much drama, trauma by saying no? <laughs> and it was so cool because I was like, yeah, you know what, actually, yes. And so I stopped and then I just asked some more questions. The biggest question in that situation for me was, "Is this mine?" <laughs> and it actually wasn't. So that was really cool. Return to sender, uh, you know. And then I just said, "Truth body, would you like to get on the airplane?" And and that was a yes. So it was like cool. Okay, on we get and uh, and that's another piece of trust because. It wasn't like, truth body, will we be safe on the airplane? Truth body, will we live on the airplane? No, it's like, truth body, would you like to get on the airplane? Trust is that if body desired to die via an airplane crash, that she would say yes to getting on the plane, and I trust me enough to know that, hey, if she would like out, I I will honor her with that, and then I could go get a new body if that's, you know, if that's what I was choosing. But really, it was, it, you know, it was really a whole big, cool thing for me from the place of the, the willingness to ask the question, the, the trust in me to know that I would actually say to, to, you know, one of the staff, I'm not getting on, and likely, depending on what they could hear, telling them a total lie, like I just shit my pants or something. <laughs> I'm just thinking of something that would really ensure that they wouldn't want me on the plane or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. (laughs) Everything that is. I just try and create it all. Oh wow, right, wrong, good bad online put fuck shorts, poison. Honestly, sometimes the things that come out of my mouth are (laughs) so bizarre. Anyway, um, so yeah, that willingness to trust you, that willingness to cause drama, trauma in somebody else's universe or, or hundreds of people's universe, if if that's what it takes to change it, to to really honor and trust you, and what you know, and the other part of that is really. The trust of you to not have to justify it. Now, in this case, yes, telling them something they can hear. Of course, you you know you're not just like I'm not getting on the plane and I'm not going to tell you why. That probably will create you more problems than anything. Uh, But what can they hear? Not what's true for you. It's the same as saying you know I bought a car because it was light. No, probably that's going to cause more crazy than you really want to deal with. So I bought this car because it's economical. Is going to you know, just make sense to a lot of people and then not having to have anybody else validate it for you or justify it for you. You know, I just bought a car actually last week and it was really interesting because there's just been so much to it and... <laughs> so much more than usual in, in terms of a car. And I think I spoke on, on last week's radio show about, uh, you know, coming into a Tim Hortons and a couple was waiting for a car just like mine. And, and, you know, then me having the awareness like, Hey, you know what? I'm not choosing a, a BMW because of the service. Well, that's really victim-like. <laughs> so, you know, and, and looking at that. And then we were, I was up in, in Edmonton, I call it the city cause it's the city for where we live. Um, I was up there for my birthday with my family and I'd said to hubby, you know, I probably will get you to, you know, come and pick me up depending on what's going on and, and all of that on, on the Wednesday. And so then he did. And, and as I was texting him to tell him where to pick me up, I just said, is there an Audi dealer close by? (laughs) Now, Audi is something him and I had said the word of once or twice, but all of a sudden it was like that day. It was like, oh, I would like to just go see one. I'd kind of got the energy that it would be a BMW again, and I could, you know, manipulate the the service and all of that. And really just super light to go check out this Audi dealer, which just so happened to be, you know, a five minute drive from where he was picking me up. Walked in there, got a really amazing salesperson, like you know, sometimes they're not. And he was just so cool and, and, uh, just, oh my gosh, there was so much to it and got in it. And it was just like, oh, this is yummy. Like, this is really, really yummy. And, and kind of looking like, okay. And and then it comes down to talk, talk about the trade-in and, you know, there's still that crazy energy of, um, you know, I don't want to get screwed. I was really clearing that because that was such a big energy. Now, who did that belong to? Of course, how many people sit in car dealerships with that sort of energy? So clearing that. And and then he's like, okay, the 2017s will have to be ordered in. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I could look at a 2016, that's fine. So we went through everything that I'd want in a 20, like in a car. and And, you know, he clicks all the things on the screen. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just saying, okay, Car, whatever car is going to contribute to me, whatever car would be fun, uh, you know, just show up as if by magic. Well, imagine my surprise when he clicks through everything, looks at what they have in stock. He has exactly what I would like in stock in a 2017. I mean, how does it get any better than that? So, normally I have to order cars in and they can take months. Um, And this, they drove it right over, we got to look at it. It was it was so different than any other car buying experience ever, and I still you know, am, am a bit surprised with it, and it feels so yummy and expansive, and I know that I can choose again. If I get in it and I drive it for two weeks, I don't like it, guess what? I could sell it. Yeah, probably not at the price I paid, but who cares? I can sell it. I can choose again and again and again and again which creates so much more and, and that trust in me and asking those questions and being in, in it and sitting in the new one going, hey, will you make me money if I buy you? And it just like, we're like so expansive and so yummy. And, you know, just just the playfulness. And what had been really interesting too, is the car that I, that I was driving and, and had had for a couple of years. I hadn't got a no from her. So I'd ask, you know, so truth, would you like to own somebody new? Uh, I hadn't got, uh, or I should say a yes from her until two days before we went to the Audi dealer. Like, how cool is that? I was just, it's just, it's so cool with the willingness to trust, willingness to trust me, the willingness to commune with the things that I'm looking at purchasing or playing with or creating and not having any of it be significant or solid yeah so everywhere you're not willing to be in that playfulness and that trust of you and the communing with everything around you just start and uncrate all that and return it to center with consciousness right wrong good bad all nine pot poc, shorts boys and beyonds all right we're gonna head to break and i'll be right back
3: And read Glenice's blog. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net.
4: ww.glenice.met.
1: You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit ww.glenice.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities.
2: Welcome back, everybody. So I would like to invite you to some awesomeness that I've got coming up around the world and from the comfort of your home. How does it get any better than that? First, a couple things that are online. I've got a 21 days to exponentialize your business, 21 days of questions to exponentialize your business. Uh, It starts the day that you register and you'll get an email with a question and an audio uh, of the question. That you can ask, and I just ask that you commit to you, so you're not committing to me or to anybody else in the group, you're committing to you, to ask it 10 times a day out loud, and then play the audio uh, on quiet or low in the back or mute, um, just every day you know, and, and you only have to do one question a day. So you don't have to compound the questions. And I mean, you can if you wish to, but you don't have to so that you're just and we're all creating this together. We're all asking these questions, different questions on different days, because there's people starting every day. And there's people who are already at, you know, day nine or 10 or whatever. So yeah, and it comes with a Facebook group and stuff. So we've got that I just had uh how to talk to your business and hear its response call, Check that out, you can get the downloads, uh, message me or email us at info at glenise.net if you can't find that stuff online. Of course, the Monthly Wealth Enhancement Club. I've got some really awesome news coming up for for the members in that, so you may wanna be joining us. That's a whole $21 a month. Uh, And then of course, the classes around the world, starting off September 10th and 11th in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Uh, Gifts, talents, capacities with entities, Then off to Edmonton or, from the comfort of your home, uh, How to Change Anything with Ease September 17th and 18th. So yes, you can join us live at the Fantasyland Hotel Conference Room or you can join us from the comfort of your home and watch it there and ask your questions there. Then off to Cork, Ireland. Oh my gosh, this this European tour this fall, I'm so excited about Uh, so September or sorry, October 7th, 8th and 9th. And also you can do this one from the comfort of your home too. Money doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) I just love that. I was so excited for this class. Now we've also set up a free call, um, and if you're in Cork, you can join us at a bar swap with Paul and Melanie at the Cork International Airport uh, on or, sorry, September 21st at 8 p.m. Cork time. You want to head there about 730. And if you aren't in Cork, you can join us for that free taster online. Yeah. How cool is that? So just again, message or, or email me for the link to to sign up for that. Then uh, same in Cork, October 15th and 16th is exponentializing your capacities with energies. So excited. Then off to London, England, October 22nd and 23rd for my new specialty class Beyond Awesomeness. That one is also live streamed. So yes, you can join us from the comfort of your home for that one too. Uh, And then October 29th and 30th in Frankfurt, Germany beyond awesomeness again. And of course that will be translated in German. Then Foundation November starting November 4th in Delray Beach. Then November 12th and 13th in Boca Raton, Florida, uh, is exponentializing your capacities with energies. And then Calgary, Alberta, November 25th for foundation. How does it get any better than this? And I actually have a list, I think at this point, of 10 places, maybe even more, that are asking me to come for 2017. So how cool is that? Uh, Just waiting on a few more details and such before we get them listed. So, oh, Awesome, awesome. So let's go back to talking about trusting you, <laughs> and and really, you know, looking at that for you. You know what what could you create on the planet if you were willing to trust you? Oh wow, everything. Wow, everything that is. We store and created all times a godzillion. right, wrong, good, battle nine, papak shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. Oh, I'm going to run it again. So what could you create on the planet if you were willing to trust you? Everything that is. We destroy and uncreate at all times The godzillion. Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pot, fox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Like, imagine if you didn't distract yourself ever again. Like literally every moment of your time was used to create more on the planet. And I don't mean in a doing sense, because you could just be being, laying on the beach, smiling, talking to a friend and creating more. Like a lot of times we have, we've misidentified and misapplied what creating more is and what that looks like if we're creating more then we're working hard or we're doing whatever it's not. So everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied creating more Will you destroy and create it all and return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, battle, line putt, pox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And another clearing, who or what are you defending for or against that if you didn't defend for or against it would allow you to have total trust and intimacy with you and your body. Everything that doesn't allow that. We destroy and uncreate all times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Who or what are you defending for or against that if you didn't defend for or against it would allow you to have total trust in you and intimacy with you in your body? Everything that is. We destroy and uncreate all times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. And then we go, you know, if we take trust, I'm going to say even further, although I'm not sure that's the right terminology. But if we look at that, like, let's say your body is asking for a car that's, let's say you you budgeted for, I don't know, $50,000. And your body is asking for a car that's $100,000. Now, trusting you is not looking at that price and letting that price decide. Right? Like I I did a whole radio show a few years ago called Stop Being Money's Bitch. (laughs) Because that's when we go, oh, I can only have the $50,000 one because that's what I can afford, you're actually being money's bitch. You're not asking, you're not being in your awareness. And so let's say let's say the the hundred thousand dollar one and it's really super light. And when you ask what would the planet be like in five years if I buy this, it's really light, and what would the planet be like in five years if I don't buy this? It's really heavy then the trust in you is the trusting in you knowing that if you choose that based on your awareness, that it will create more, that you will also create whatever's required to, ha- to, to have it. So, you know, whether it's more money, whether it's winning it, whether, wh- whatever somebody else buying it for you, I mean, it doesn't matter, but tr- that trust in you, yeah, and and I talked about this, I think it was in June of this year, I did some videos and, and radio shows about, I think it was money specifically, I'm not quite sure, I can't remember. Um, it, I don't think they were about money, but I talked about something. Oh, it, it's this radio show, are you willing to ask for what you truly desire? Uh, because it was a conversation that Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness and I had, I'd asked him a question at a class that I was with him at about uh, a ring I had bought. And, and his question to me, because the the ring was appraised much less than what I had paid for it. And, and his question to me is, okay, well, what do you want? And I was like, what? (laughs) Like I had been so distracting myself with what wasn't right about the situation from my interesting point of view that I hadn't even asked for what I truly desire. And, uh, and then I did a video, my, my weekly TV show that I did in, in about that. And I talked about him saying, you know, what what does $10,000 mean to you? Because that was about the difference. And it's nothing. Like, it means absolutely nothing. And then one of my good friends, Alan in London, you know, did a video going, I don't know what she means. Like, what do you mean $10,000 means nothing to you? I mean, he had his own awarenesses and it was a really cool process for him. But it made me, you know, look at it even further. And what it was for me was that I trust me. I trust that if, if something were to occur and I required ten thousand dollars, I trust me enough to know that I'll create it. Like, like that. <laughs> that trust in me is so strong now. Believe me, there was a time it wasn't there, uh, but now it's so strong, and and I'm so aware of that now. So it's it is literally that ten thousand, a million, a billion dollars doesn't mean anything to me. No, of course not, because it's not significant. And I'm aware that I can actually choose and actualize. Like I have that much trust in me uh, that I can do that. So yeah, everywhere you're not willing to trust you <laughs> with regards to anything, money or anything, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return to center with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. And go back to the question. You know, if you truly trusted you, what could you create? Yeah. Everything that brings up, will you destroy and uncreated all, return to center with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, pock, shorts, boys, meons If you truly trusted you, what could you be, do, have, and create as if by magic? Everything that is, we you destroy and uncreated all, times a gazillion Right, wrong, good, bad, online, papak shorts, boys, and beyonds, and what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be that would allow you to have total trust in you, for all eternity? Everything that is we destroy and created all times. a godzillion. right, wrong, good, bad, online, papak shorts, boys, and beyonds. You know, that's another piece of of trust that's kind of popping for me as I'm talking about this. It's like trusting to know that we can change whatever it might be, like trusting us enough to know that if we didn't like a situation that we could actually choose different, like we're actually not victims to it. We don't have to stay in it. We don't have to add to it. We don't have to exponentialize it. We can actually choose different for us. Now, it doesn't mean you can choose different for somebody else. If somebody else is choosing something, that's their choice. You know, trusting you is knowing that that's their choice. (laughs) Trusting you isn't jumping into their universe and and trying to change it. That's being a superior bitch. (laughs) Trusting you is going, wow, that doesn't work for me. So what's required? And, And taking care of you. And not saying taking care of you, so not taking care of someone else, like it's it's not like that, it's, it's more from the kingdom of we, which means when you take care of you, it ultimately ripples out, out and changes everything, but not the way that we think it should, right? Like it's like, on, again, I'm going to talk about an airplane, um, when we get on the airplane and they tell us, make sure to put your oxygen mask on first it's that sort of energy. It's like, if you don't put your oxygen mask on first, then let's say you've got a child with you and you put theirs on and suddenly you pass out because there's, you know, you didn't put yours on first. How much of a contribution are you to that child? You're not. (laughs) And yet I wonder in how many situations do people actually put their oxygen mask on first? Like I truly wonder, we actually were talking about this at a class recently, because a few years ago, uh, we were, my husband and I were on a beach in Mexico, and a couple went out swimming, and it was that tidal stuff that I don't quite get, but freaks me out a bit, um, and, uh, and so they were just playing in, in the waves and, and having a lot of fun, but they got out just a bit too far, and that, that riptide, I don't know what the proper term is, started taking her out, and you, know, you could tell he wasn't a strong swimmer. And he had nothing, even probably if he was a strong swimmer, it wouldn't have been a good choice or a smart choice. He had nothing in a life jacket or anything that he could uh, assist her with. And and I'm watching this going, wow, like, <laughs> and of course he goes towards her. And the lifeguard, of course, was watching them. So, so took off and, and you know, was yelling at him to get back. And he went out and the lifeguard was able to, to save her but how often do we do that? And, and it was interesting because what really, what we were talking about in the class was that my husband, he said to me after, he's like, I, I know I couldn't get you. Like, I wouldn't even try. And I was so offended <laughs> because like, but if you really loved me, you'd try, which is this crazy reality, right? Because his, you know, his point of view was if he really loved me, he wouldn't try because he was gonna go down too. So that's either two of us going down and the lifeguard having to choose between who to save, because there was only one lifeguard, or him acknowledging that he there's nothing he could do for me. Not that he would want it to occur, but there's nothing he can do for me. So kind of stand back while the lifeguard takes over. And it was, it, it was a crazy in my head for a while. Like it really was. It was like, but if he loved me, he would do that. Which, who the hell does that belong to, right? I mean, come on. So everywhere you wouldn't put your oxygen mask on first, <laughs> will you destroy it and create it all and return to center with consciousness? Ooh, right, wrong, good, battle, 9 pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that really is it. When we allow other people to choose what they're going to choose, and we choose based on trust for us and what works for us, that's the kingdom of we. That's totally different energy. Yeah. So what energy, space, and consciousness can your body and you be that would allow you to have total trust in you for all eternity? Anything that doesn't allow that way to start and create at all times a godzillion? Right wrong, good bad, all nine, pot poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be that would allow you to have total trust in you for all eternity? Ooh, anything that doesn't allow that, we destroy and create it all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. Awesome. And let's finish up with this yummy clearing. What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to physically actualize an unreal, unbelievable, fantastic, phenomenal, unfathomable, magical, miraculous reality totally beyond this reality with total ease? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right wrong, good, bad, all nine, podpoc, shorts, boys and beyonds. Thank you so much for listening in guys. I am so so grateful for each and every one of you and I look forward to talking to you next week.